I think of prime time right now with this. Other than that, you try and bring different styles and different pieces each and every week that people haven't heard before. They create different moods and different emotions. It's really quite extraordinary. Well, that's a beautiful way to put it, Noah. I could not add anything to that statement. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> Green Jet Ski Podcast. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. And that amazing organ music you hear right there by Lobo Loco as we intro into today's show. And organ music, you're asking, why are we playing organ music on today's show? Well, that's because I have a very special guest who was my final guest of my radio show. And now, pleased to bring him on the podcast, the Green Jet Ski Podcast. And that is Raul Prito Ramirez. He is, of course the San Diego Civic Organist at the Spreckles Organ at Balboa Park. And if you've never heard any of the concerts down there, brought to you, of course, by the Spreckles Organ Society, I want you to go check them out because, one, they're free. And if you're looking for free entertainment, free is good. Every Sunday at 2 p.m., you can go see Raul Prito Ramirez play just these amazing pieces of music and some of it is modern music some of it is old music and he gives a lot of what i like behind the scenes about why these pieces are important and why music is important and before we get into all the the in-betweens let's welcome him first back to the show raul it is a pleasure to be speaking with you again my friend how are you i'm doing good thank you so much for having me back it's always a pleasure talking to you now well, uh, first off, my friend, I know the answer to this, but in case people have not heard our chats in the past, how long have you been the civic organist for the Spreckles organ down in Balboa Park? So my first day was January 1st, 2018. So I would say six years, but uh, we need to account for uh, 2020. That <laughs> everything the year that never happened. happened. <laughs> yeah, it like never happened. So I feel, I feel like I'm in my fifth year, but technically it's my sixth year, yeah. And how did the opportunity come to you? And where were you at before you took the position? So I had my life very well organized. Uh, I was a full-time with benefits professor in a university, public university in Indiana. And, you know, there was really the reason I applied for this position is it became open. And in my, at the end of my studies, my thesis, my doctoral thesis was about the tradition and the organ of the organ outside the church. So basically, civic organist, municipal organs. So the only one in the world which is full-time and have a full program running is this one in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Most of the others have disappeared and they are trying to bring them back. Uh, right now, but this, that's extremely expensive. So this was a position I had to apply for. It was consistent with what I had studied since I was, and um, what I wanted to do as a musician myself, which is share music on a weekly basis with an audience. This is something I can do here, but when you are teaching, teaching is beautiful, but it's a different animal. This here mm -hmm. in San Diego is really the only place where you can be sharing music with the audience on a weekly basis. And it's a beautiful thing. And I'm going to ask you a question before we get into a little bit more about the Spreckles Organ Society, which is a pivotal piece to this whole thing. 
But what's important to you regarding music as it relates to the general public? What I seem to enjoy is every week I'm introduced to a piece of music I've never heard before. And I'm sure there's several people. You always ask people to raise their hands. Who's new to San Diego? A bunch of hands go up. So there's people hearing this music for the first time. Why does that matter to you? It matters because music is really, it's like a hidden gem. So... It's many people consider, think of music as something to do in the, to have in the background while doing other things or, or something that really entertain. But the reality is that music is extremely powerful to unify society. It's, it has an extreme cultural component. And you can just go back, look at any culture in the past, and all of them have music, and all their music was different, and all their music was speaking for those cultural moments in time. So for me, when, when thinking about a municipal organ, organ, which is a property of the city, I think the role of that instrument needs to be to put live music, not recorded music, but live music mm. out there on a weekly basis. So people from different cultural uh, backgrounds and different education can come and listen to music together. That's why I try to cover different styles. So there is a little bit of everything for everybody. But the thing is, they get to listen music that matters for other people, but they may not be aware of it. And by emphasizing the value of that music that matters for someone, not you, I'm trying to, I try to raise awareness about how other people have a soul. They may look different to you. They may speak a different language. They may have a different socioeconomic background, but their soul resonates to music like yours do. And try to have this experience of, of understanding the music that resonates to them. And then them experiencing the music that resonates to you, for me, is a, is a service to the society. Raul Prito Ramirez is my guest. And the Sparkles Oregon Society, now they're a 501c3, and this nonprofit was founded to preserve, program, and to promote the organ as a world treasure for everybody, as you just said, for everybody, because everybody, we all have that commonality. Music is that common ground so that they exist so that these performances, they can remain free in accordance with the 1915 deed of gift where John and Adolph Spreckles gave the organ and the pavilion to the city of San Diego, and it's been serving ever since. And it's got to be a great honor for you to just be a part of the whole thing. Mm, it's a, uh, you know, it would be, it would be really very an um, enjoyable honor if it wouldn't be an extraordinary amount. Concert artists, they have two or three programs they run a year through all their venues. So they travel mm. around and they play the same music uh, for one or two years. Here, you need to play different music every week. It's insane. Many of my colleagues, they, they, and I was warned by previous civic organists when I got this position, they warned me about that different animal. So it's an extraordinary effort to make it happen. And let's say I keep my brain focused on, focused on that. So to be honest with you, I, there are some spark moments where I get to enjoy and think like, wow, this is so unique. But most of the time, I'm really rushing against the clock and trying to get things ready. But I'm fine with that. Every Sunday at 2 p.m. when I'm up there and the audience get to enjoy that music, it really the whole thing really makes sense to me. Well, it's nice because, I mean, you do an audience favorite, which if people don't know, if you go to the concert, 
he'll have you vote for what your favorite piece was during that show. And then whatever the winner is, that is played next week, the following week. Also, there's weekly doses of Bach because I mean, Bach is just rad. Bach is awesome. Let's just be honest. Other than that, you try and bring different styles and different pieces each and every week that people haven't heard before. They create different moods and different emotions. It's really quite extraordinary. Well, that's a beautiful way to put it, Noah. I could not add anything to that statement. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> but, well, something else, you guys do so many things besides the 2 p.m. concerts every week. You guys do children's concerts. Mm -hmm. You guys do special evening concerts, uh, especially when you get into the spring and the summer months, which we're rapidly approaching. And you guys also do food and drink festivals. So there's always something going on down at the organ, more than just the 2 p.m. every Sunday mm -hmm. that people can look forward to. Yeah, actually, uh, when when I arrived, it was a little bit of a catch-up. So it was like a program that was developing, it was being made. And they, there was something called the Guest of the Month. And so what I realized is nothing like a season. There is no break. So it's, it's really, from a programming perspective, it really burns out your audience quickly because it's one week after another. Mm -hmm. So... I have been working, uh, trying to find a way to put together something like a season. And I, I'm really happy to announce, Noah, that for this year is the first year we're going to be able to have a season that we are going to actually be able to publish. It's going to make it, it's going to start being public uh, this week. So you are, Great. I think, a prime time right now with this. And it's a, it's a program with all the concerts that are going to happen during the entire year up to uh, January 1st, 2025. And then we will publish the same thing for 2025. So it will give the audience an opportunity to surf a little bit, to dive into all the different programs and decide what matters to them, where they want to bring their kids on. Um, yeah, you're right. On the Sunday concerts, for example, we have uh, two big programs. One is the Spreckles Organ Pavilion for Kids, and the other is Sundays to celebrate. So the one for kids, it includes the opera for kids that I'm sure you saw. It's uh -huh. two singers that do like a soap opera um, with a pastiche with arias from here and there, changing the lyrics. So there is a story very fun for kids. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and having the kids on the stage. So we have two of those this year. I started something called Family Discovery Days, which is I talk with colleagues and we're going to have a discovery day about uh, bands, a discovery day with a... Uh, Youth Festival. So we're going to have on April 14th, for example, seven uh, high school and college bands from San Diego playing at the pavilion uh, with the organ. And they're going to have like a zoo where families can go and touch the instruments and try them and having boots and ruffles. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, which, not to interrupt you, which is important because at least for me, and I know there's a lot of kids that are the same way, you can look and you can listen, but when you get your hands on something, there's something a little bit more real about that. And I think that is going to take a lot of kids like, yeah, you know what? I want to play this instrument when I get older. Yeah, you are absolutely on the spot. I think kids need to have, they are more hands-on uh, learners. They learn by having their hands-on. Mm -hmm. So that's why this band day, then uh, I have a trumpet day in September with a trumpeter from the San Diego Symphony, uh, John Alley, he's great. And the same thing, we have a string day in November, even a dance day I'm with San Diego Ballet. We're going to have a, a, at the end of November, in November 24th, about six of their dancers are going to come. We're going to do a show and have the kids get to know what they do, see their shoes. 
So those discovery days for me are really important because it's a great, I think it's a good service to the city. And it's also making the Oregon Pavilion like this connection, this bridge between cultural organizations in the park. We have in partnership with the San Diego uh, Youth Symphony, with all these bands, with the Children's Choir. They're going to have their uh, youth festival with 300 singers from all over the country coming to the pavilion in June 30th. So there is a lot of variety and a lot of things for family to come as well. So I really I really invite all of them to have a look into a program that is going to be on our website at the end of this week and pick and choose. Well, and people will be get plugged in. And the best part about it is what you just said is that the is the kids are going to be able to be a part of, of a lot of this. Because sometimes you have parents that won't necessarily come to some of these events because I have to get watch babysitters for the kids and I'm not able to take the whole family. Well, that's the thing. You guys are making a lot of more family-friendly opportunities, which I think is absolutely fabulous. Well, and and keep this in mind, this is this is an outdoor space. So um, I myself have a, you know, I have a nine month old baby uh-huh. and this single, simple idea of going with my wife to a concert with the baby is terrifying. You know, she kind of started misbehaving and then what, what you do, you are in a, but here in the Oregon Pavilion, Balboa Park is totally open. So it doesn't really bother people around you that much. The organ is really loud. So it really wash away most of the disturbances. So you can have a different kind of experience with music in an open Absolutely. space. In Despite, well, in a closed space, you're supposed to behave much more, you know, you're you're more restricted. So I think that's a great advantage to do these kind of events and invite families to feel welcome. And I think I mentioned it the last time that we chatted too. It's amazing to me. It's almost every, it's not every Sunday. It's a lot of Sundays. Well, I will look up at the front row and there's a family sitting there. The parents are sitting down, but the kids, the kids are up dancing. Raul. I mean, the kids are, the kids are loving it, which you can't see because your back is, is, is facing to them, but they're having a great time. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's part of the value of this whole facility. It's been so welcoming. And as you said, I mean, if they would have to get and go to a concert somewhere with your family, they, they may not go because, you know, the kids may start behaving. They may have to go out and wait outside. Here, the pavilion, as you said, kids can be dancing in front of the organ, but if anybody wants to really focus on the quality of the performance, you just sit there, close your eyes, and the organ is loud and pressing enough to let you enjoy. So there is multiple ways to enjoy it, but the fact that there is a space for families to come and feel welcome and not feel restricted or shameful if their kids start misbehaving, I think that that has a lot of value. So that's a great point, no? A lot, of, a lot of value. And if you want to make a donation, maybe you're hearing this chat and you feel, well, how do I support an organization like this? The Spreckles Oregon Society, if it wasn't for them, that we wouldn't be able to keep up the organ, wouldn't be able to pay a world-class musician like Raul Prito Ramirez, who's on the show with us today. And you can go to sprecklesorgan.org and there through the Spreckles Oregon Society, make a donation. Every dollar counts. There's no gift that's too small. There's no gift that's too big. They appreciate every single dollar that you can and would like to donate because uh, that is what it's all about. And then if you want to become a member, you can do that as well, which my wife and I are proud members of the Spreckles Organ Society. And you'll hear the occasional joke. Maybe it's a joke. I don't know. Raul says there's people chained to the organ in the back, and I think they get free pizza. Raul, I'm jealous of this free pizza. I'm always hearing about it. 
Well, yeah, you just pointed. That's a. I need to change the joke because I use it too often, and the regulars are gonna get for the visitors is great, but the regulars are gonna start uh, getting bored of that. So it's it's basically the organ has nine percussions. So when people think about an organ, they think about the pipes, but they don't think about listening chimes, a glockenspiel, a xylophone, and and even the crash and cymbals. So I explain then when I I need to explain then that the organ actually has percussion. It's not something playing through speakers. Mm-hmm. The, the real xylophone is there. So. In, so that's when we came with a joke of if you join the membership, we will be happy to chain an iron ball to your ankle and and lock you in by the those percussion instruments so you can play them on Sundays when I'm there. So that's how they play. We have members uh, chain spending their entire life there inside the pavilion. And it's fantastic. And the reason why I actually bring it up in jest, and yes, that was a joke that I was bringing up. And when Raul tells it, it's a joke too, is because it's amazing to me that this has so many elements to it and none of them are enhanced. Like you would think, yeah, it's it's a loud instrument. So there's some type of amplification. All of the organ sounds, all of the percussion instrument sounds are all legitimate. They're real and they're authentic. And that is the best part about this. I mean, it's quite the machine, Raul. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're absolutely, absolutely right. And something that struck me when I arrived is that there wasn't really, most people were, were not aware. So we have been inviting volunteers from the other museums in the park to to have a tour to the organ. And and I think, uh, I think as we get more volunteers and more support, so that's why I encourage people to join as members, uh, we are going to be able to open the instrument more and especially like every Sunday after the concert, there could be a tour of the organ. It's just a matter of we need support from the public. And being a public asset, everybody's welcome. You know, the membership is very low. It's like 35 bucks right now a year. And the reason is we want to make it available for anybody willing to be part of it to join, uh, no matter what's their socioeconomic condition. So people who want to donate more and support it financially, they are welcome, but we want to make it available for everybody. So membership counts a lot for us. Numbers show support and volunteers are always needed. And it, it you, there are a few perks too of membership. You can do tours periodically of inside the the the, the organ chest, which is quite a phenomenal thing. I got to miss the last time, unfortunately, but I can't wait till the next time comes up. Now, is there any piece of music I have to ask you this that you've yet to play in concert that you're looking to possibly bring to the table? Something that's complex, something that maybe you've just been working on, maybe it's your own music, but something that the audience hasn't heard yet here at uh, Balboa Park. Oh my, yes. Yes, there is. The, the list goes on and on and on. You know, I always explain that as a musician, the amount of great music out there is so enormous. There's so much. I, I feel like in my entire life, I'm going to be able to play 1% of it or 2% maximum because, you know, all the work of learning the pieces, coping with the technical difficulties. So it, it takes time. Some pieces take months to master. So I need to be very selective. But yes, I mean, there is all the wonderful repertoire from 19th century that people have heard about, like the Chopin, all the Brahms and and then we have so many novelties, early 20th century American music, which is absolutely great, like Brubeck and the jazzy stuff. So there's a lot I'm working on bringing up. It's just 
there are so many things that is they, it takes time. It takes time, but I'm one step at a time and bringing more more things. Now I want to develop West Side Story. I played two movements last two Sundays from West Side Story, uh, the famous uh, Broadway show that later became a movie. Uh, I'm adding more of the pieces into the medley, so that's one of them. But it's a never ending, never ending. No. Yeah, I'm a big Broadway fan, and so whenever, and theater fan as well. So when you're bringing pieces like you guys did, Phantom of the Opera for Halloween, yeah. uh, which was also something special. So when you do more of these things, I really think it. It I don't know. It just almost gives it an international flair. I mean, you have these pieces that people know worldwide that are brought here locally to San Diego. It's fantastic. Yes, and that's part of the variety. For example, Phantom of the Opera is a. I personally don't like that music <laughs> yeah for example there was one of our trustees he was very he really loved that music and he very politely was asking me if ever i would do it and i was telling him like you know i can't stand that music but you know it's so important to him so i learned it i put the show together and he was the happiest man in the world when we put the phantom of the opera and it worked so well now it's the second year in a row we did and i'm planning to do it again uh, this year we are removing the movie so i think the movie top part of that show in halloween I'm not satisfied with that. So we're going to focus that Halloween concert on Phantom of the Opera with the singers. And I think that will be really very well received this year. Yeah, you, you remove the movie component of it, and it's really quite something different. Had you guys ever considered playing one of my favorite musicals of all time? I could see it working on the organ, but have you ever considered a Les Miserables or any of the pieces from that particular musical? Yes. The What I find is... um. It's absolutely, so the people who know that one, they love it, but it's not that well known. So I, I'm not sure when I put that music on the stage that most people are going to resonate to it, like the sound of music of, or Phantom of the Opera. But yeah, like West Side Story as well is is respected. Most people have heard of it, but I also find that some of the uh, songs in it are not that well known. So with this music, sometimes you think you're putting on a stage something that everybody knows, and And they may know some, but the others are really opening something new to them. So even Broadway music is not everything. And this particular one is very well respected. And yes, I'm thinking of bringing that. I'm kind to thinking of which movements, which song from the show would play out well for the audience first. And then add the ones that are not that very well known, Mm -hmm. but that are very good quality. So that's the process I follow. You and I need to get together and chat because I, uh, that's, one, that, that, that's one of the, the, the musicals I'm obsessed with. I could give you a couple of suggestions. <laughs> that and Interstellar is the other, that's not a musical, it's a movie. So I realize people that like Interstellar, they, they want it. They, they, they really keep reminding me about that. And it's, well, not everybody knows that music. From Interstellar. Now, I think the movie is absolutely great and the music is very good, but it's not that every absolutely everybody knows it. So you really need to put that together, promote it well, and then let people get to know that music better. But it's, you might be surprised as not not everybody, especially the younger generations, they are into something different. <laughs> I thought it was well known, but apparently I'm going to take it from the music guy that it's probably not as well known as I would uh, like it to be. Is there a piece of music, Raul, that you get suggestions from people a lot? Because I know like you have your own website, which people can check out, RaulPR.com. You meet a lot of people at the concerts. Do you get suggestions? And maybe is there one in particular where people are like, you know what? I really would like to hear you play this on the organ. 
Uh, there is so much variety in there that there is no coincidence. You might be surprised. It's incredible. It's people come from so many different cultural places that not two people are asking for the same song ever. And and but that that really shows the enormous variety. All they asked for things that during their generation in the 60s were very popular. Uh, it happens also with a rock band. You know, we didn't talk about that, but we have a rock band. That's very true. Which is huge. And we are having a show on um, April, Friday, April 19th. We're going to do probably a tribute to The Doors. So, you know, many people come and mention some of the songs, and I'm very surprised. And uh, most of my band members have not heard of many of those. So, I like to, is what I told you, there is so much great music out there. I told you 1% during my entire life. I don't think I'm going to reach, I'm going to scratch a 0.1% in my entire life. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there is. There is there's so quite it's a never ending. There, there is a never ending plethora of music, which is exciting because that means there's always something new and exciting for you to play. What I would like you to explain, though, which it's one of my favorite things, especially if I'm sitting close, explain the foot pedals to the audience. Now, you've explained this to the people at Balboa Park, and I know all about it, but it's like you sit at a piano where they have the three foot pedals. No, there's numerous, too many to count. You could tell me how many there are, but uh, people are think you're tapping your feet, but you're not. You're actually playing uh, entire movements with your feet alone. Yeah, it has 32 keys. So it's like for people who had any any music background, it's like two octaves and a half and a fifth. And then all the pedals, uh, five pedals to control the volume of the instrument, plus uh, about another, things, another 20 uh, pistons. So in total, it's, it's, it's like a cockpit just for your feet, and you cannot look at it. So the keyboards don't let you see those pedals. So you need to use your intuition to know where they are. And if you throw your foot and you don't play the right one, they are pretty loud, right? It's not, you cannot get away playing the wrong one. And that makes the performance of the organ very physical, uh, physically demanding as well. Uh, but that makes it very, very, very interesting for me. I, I was always very interested in that physical approach to performing the, the organ. You need to keep your core in good condition, be flexible and it's awesome. I, I enjoy that a lot, to be honest with you. Number here on the Green Jet Ski Podcast, my guest is Raul Prito Ramirez, the San Diego Civic Organist at the Spreckles Organ at Balboa Park, and the Spreckles Organ Society helps keep that going. Again, you can check all about them at spreckelsorgan.org. Make a donation there. Also, raulpr.com. What I would like to focus on now is the grand scope of the organ, which you talk about quite often. And that's the, this is the second largest organ. Oh, actually, no, it's the first now. You guys keep going back and forth. It's the biggest organ in the world. And you guys keep going back and forth with, I believe it's, is it Austria that they have the, the, the other uh, big giant instrument? The fact that this is an out outdoor organ is was a, the instrument was building in the open air space i think it was the first one to build be built that way so it's not only the size for me it sticks for san diego the single idea of building the most complex musical instrument as an out as in an outdoor space under the weather that's crazy and think that this is still working after 109 years that, yeah you're right that could only happen you know, in, in a place like Southern California. So you had agreement right there. The, the, you know, the baby it says that this is a very important work that you guys are doing. Yeah, <laughs> she, she wants attention. 
So the, the, that's the point I wanted to make. Is it speaks for something special that happens in Southern California. It's this ingenuity that couldn't happen anywhere else. So more than the size for me is really a symbol of what this region stands for. That ingenuity and many people pushed back and thought that was never going to work. And here we are 109 years later. I mean, it definitely works because you see, Raul, every single week, I mean, almost regardless of weather, unless it's absolutely flooding. And even we did have one rainy San Diego Sunday. I think it was because of the the wind that you guys canceled because you guys normally play on anyway. Uh, but there was a lot of people there. You normally pack the house on a week to week basis. And I think that says a lot, not just for the organ, but for San Diego as well. Yes, that I let the curator make. The curator, Daniel Sorenson, he's in charge of the instrument. So we always hold concerts even when it rains because we can accommodate the audience under the proscenium uh, where it's dry and put like 50 chairs there. Uh, but then when the wind is blowing towards the facade that happens like once every two or three years, then for safety for the instrument of the instrument, we need to cancel. Otherwise, it will get wet. But that's very rare. That's Since I'm here, that happened like two or three times only. So it's rain or shine, shine or rain, we like to say. We always hold the concerts. Shine or rain, you guys always play. Well, what would you like to leave our audience with today, Raul? A nugget of wisdom, a wisdom um, that is based in hope because music does so much for the soul and you guys bring so much great music each and every week. Uh, what would you like to say? Maybe about something that's coming up here in the coming months at the Oregon Pavilion or just something that's on your heart you want to share? Well, I would invite the audience to go to the sprinklesorgan.org website and check out the, the season for this year. This is the first year ever we are publishing entire season. So we can they can see everything that is happening the entire year. And there are, boy, I don't know how to, for example, on the third Monday of June, June 17th at 7.30 p.m., I'm going to open the Summer Organ Festival with Jeff Thayer, who is the concert master of San Diego Symphony. We're going to play a concert together. The following Monday, the last one in June, we're going to have a jazz quintet with the organ coming from Montreal. Again, a Monday at 7.30. I'm going to play a concert with a symphony orchestra. We're going to have organ concertos for organ and orchestra. That never happened since I arrived in, in August 19th, another Monday at 7.30 p.m., then we're going to have the Halloween concert on a Saturday at the end of October, the Christmas uh, holiday concert in December. Boy, there is so many interesting things happening this year, and I really urge the audience to go there and surf and spend a little bit of time and, and pick and choose because this is something you can only, this is live quality in San Diego, and it's all free. And that's the best part of it. That's the best part of it. And again, since it is free, you can help keep them going at spreckelsorgan.org, the Spreckles Organ Society, 501c3 nonprofit. And they need your help to keep it going to get uh, the great quality that they get each and every week and beyond from Raul Prito Ramirez, the San Diego Civic Organist. And uh, you mentioned Christmas there briefly. Are we going to see you dress up as the Grinch come Christmas time playing the organ? I mean, that would be fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that, Noah. Hey, I never uh, thought of that. <laughs> another great idea. <laughs> okay. I'll give you credit. <laughs> 
Raul, thanks for taking some time. I, I just, I mean, you're a treasure to San Diego, and I, I hope people come and check you out each and every Sunday at 2 p.m. and check out your work at RaulPR.com. Uh, Find out more about the man behind the organ because you really bring so much heart and passion each and every week and every time in between when you guys do like the special concerts and whatnot. And I want people to get to know you a little bit more personally as well. Well, no, thank you. I want to thank you so much for for uh, your time and for giving voice to our work and informing people uh, that we have a season and they can they can check it and come. So uh, your support is really very highly appreciated. Thank you. So oh, we appreciate you, Raul, and thanks for coming on the show. It definitely will not be the last time. Anytime. No, anytime. Noah here on the Green Jet Ski Podcast. Again, spreckleslorgan.org. Make a donation to the nonprofit and check him out at raulpr.com. He is Raul Prito Ramirez, the San Diego Civic Organist.